Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Oz Network. Does the last episodes? We are the Oz Network back for another episode of the Oz Network. This is the Oz Network. Uh, we are here to recap season five of Lost. This is episode eight of season five of Lost, and this is called La Fleur. Le Fleur. Le Fleur. Uh, it aired on March the 4th, 2009, uh, my brother's birthday, but not 2009. Two weeks before it, my uh, birthday, if you're counting. Yep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Noah's reaction. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's written by Elizabeth Sarnoff and Kyle Pennington. Oh, uh, And directed by Mark Goldman. Uh so my name is Noah. Uh, it's Creole. Uh, my parents improvised. Okay. And my name is Ben. Oh, and I've been gone for one week, and you're already having a hoot nanny. <laughs> uh, so this is kind of, uh, I guess, the end of our trilogy of that sort of middle. What happened to everyone? Sort of episode. We started with three sixteen with the Oceanic Six. Then last week. Uh, Life and death of Jeremy uh, was what happened to Locke. Uh, and then we kind of conclude that now with what happened to the guys we left on the island. Um, so this is all, it works well as a trilogy, and it's almost like you could air these three episodes almost in any order. I think the order they did was right, but it could air anyway. Um, but yeah, it also almost feels like sort of a mid-season finale in a way because now we next episode we kind of move into the second half of the season, which I think is generally considered the better half of the season. So now everyone's back on the island, everything's all together, and we're going to move on with the story from next week. Um, but yeah, this is another solid episode. Like I said with the last two, I think it's better on a first watch these three episodes when you really have no idea so everything's a surprise which doesn't happen at always on lost so these three episodes really were like mind-blowing wtf episodes uh so they don't hold up as well as a first watch but this is all around solid 42 minutes of television yeah i i'm not gonna say this is gonna be the greatest episode of lost but it's it's fine like i mean it's Sawyer. You know, it's kind of La Fleur. Uh, I haven't had a Sawyer episode since mid-season three. I was going to say, like, it feels a while since we've had a Sawyer episode. But, um, yeah, I definitely I like think what you're saying about, you know, the surprise, like, I mean, kind of how it all starts and we're going to get the reveal of Sawyer. It is kind of like, yeah, I like sort of that surprise and it is a bit shocking on that first time around. But, um, 
Josh Josh Holloway is looking looking good. I think I mentioned I that, that uh, recently. That in, at the yeah, end. <laughs> he's um. I mean, like I've always said, kind of during this rewatch, like, he used to annoy me. I never liked Sawyer like when I first watched his show, but now I just he might be the most one the one I most appreciate the most. But it's kind of like he's just gone from this you know kind of douche nozzle guy that now he's just kind of like the suburban guy who's just you know he's the friendly neighborhood sawyer who's just gonna help you do your chores and oh you need you need your lawn mower let's go get sawyer and oh look there he is come over for you know card night let's play poker with him um so yeah i mean gotta love a sawyer episode i love the fact that we've got rico owlsworth i mentioned her last week your favorite character from 24 clearly um and yeah and hoot nannies and horace and stuff oh yeah, I don't know how comfortable I felt with Doug Hutchinson making his big comeback on Lost. Um, <laughs> keep that young Charlotte actor away from him, I oh, think. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. But um, yeah. we had to get Char- Is young Charlotte more annoying than old Charlotte? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was thinking Amy Amy Goodsby might be a bit too old for Doug Hutchinson, um, but... Yeah, we'll get into more of him later. It's always a bit uncomfortable having him on the show. Uh, but we've got to get used to it because he's a recurring character from now on out. Is he in jail now? Or is he just... No, he's married. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot I forgot the whole thing about him. Like, it's been a while. <laughs> so I, I mean, thought he I was... Guess, yeah. Technically, he's probably 30 or something or so now because this was how long? Oh, 10 years ago. So she's... 12 years ago. Twelve years ago, she's she's almost thirty, but I don't know if they're still together or not. I'm probably too old for him now. <laughs> probably um, moved on to young Charlotte, um, <laughs> young Charlotte's younger sister. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is one I have a lot of memories watching for the first time. For some reason, I just clearly remember seeing this episode when it aired, and I guess we're getting closer and closer to the more recent episodes, although. It is making me feel old that this was 2009. Um, where does the time go? I feel like we started our recaps in like 2005. So it's like, <laughs> well, we've had uh, enough bloody gaps between them all. So you know, I uh, just quickly uh, breaking news: Doug Hutchinson is divorced uh, from. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, divorced in March 2020. So wow, a lot's happened since we took that break from doing Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! Since the last time we recorded and talked about Doug Hutchinson, he's divorced his child bride. Too old now. And he's um, now he announced in his YouTube that Eric and Deer the Goat YouTube channel. He returned to Detroit to find Eric Brown, who travels the country with a therapy goat to spread peace. I don't know what those words even mean. <laughs> uh, wow. The best YouTube series since Cynthia Watros gets lost. Hey, have you watched it yet? No. <laughs> it's actually not that bad. I'm telling you now, you should watch it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, and just before we get into our other breaking news, uh, five minutes before we got on this call, I Googled, uh, where is Matthew Fox? Nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. The wow. last thing was about three years ago, a news article, why won't Hollywood cast Matthew yeah. Fox? <laughs> well, the that one I the saw recently... Movie. It was like something about him like beating a woman. I'm like, oh, has he done it again? And it was like 10 years old. And I, I can't verify this, but someone on Reddit said apparently he lives in a small town and everyone hates him. I think, well, didn't we discover that? Like didn't we? 
we I think we discovered that on one of our episodes. We found he lives in like rural Oregon or something like yeah, that. But we so. don't know if everyone lives in there or not. Oh. If Matthew Fox lived in my small town, I'd like him. Like even if he was a dick, I'm like, hey, it's Jack. He'd probably like punch me every single time. Like, <laughs> shut up. I was in, uh, was a party of five or whatever show it was. In. Why doesn't everyone ever remember me from that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a sad day when we can have two Doug Hutchinson updates of what he's up to and we can't even get anything from the last five years about Matthew Fox. This guy was like one uh, of the biggest stars on TV. What has happened to him? <laughs> uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, hopefully by the time that we get to the end of this rewatch, uh, we know at least something. Uh, let's hope he's at least alive. Well, it takes us long um, enough to get through these seasons, so hopefully by then the reboot of Matthew Fox has happened. <laughs> Matthew, Box, Matthew Fox gets lost on YouTube. Party of six. <laughs> uh, Party of one. <laughs> the Matthew Fox story. <laughs> Party of one, the Matthew Fox story. <laughs> it's just him sitting at a restaurant, goes in high. Oh, table for two, sir? No, table for one. Hey, you look familiar. I know. <laughs> Not even Evangeline Lily will join me for dinner. <laughs> Poor Matthew Fox. Uh, so let's get into it. I think uh, probably go with the flashbacks first. Um, we do As have in flashbacks. like the 70s or what? Well, the you... 1974 and then we can get into the 77 stuff, I guess. Sure. Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> I mean, they do that in that order on Lostpedia, so it makes it easy for us. Whatever Lostpedia does, we do as well. <laughs> yeah, but we do theories. They don't do theories. Um, so we we pick up on when Gummy Joe got stuck in the ground. And they're just like, oh, he's gone. And then they say, well, what do we do now? And they say, well, I guess we just wait for him to come back. Uh, I almost feel like they could have cut this scene. I almost feel like, because the surprise of Sawyer being there in the Dharma thing is a good surprise. I almost feel like they should have opened that. I don't know if we need this scene of them just standing around the world. I agree with that. It's just, I mean, you know, like, because it's a surprise thing. Like, I mean, do we really need to know their reactions, basically? Like, I mean, sure, true loss. Yes, I want to know what Sawyer thought when Locke got lost in the ground. Um, but oh, isn't this the big reveal, though, of Faraday that Charlotte's dead? Like, no, not Charlotte. That's a little later, but, yeah, he basically says... She didn't travel with us. Oh, boo-hoo. God. Uh, so that means her dead body is just lying in 2000 wherever. Good. Uh, Stay there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's saying, well, she's dead. And, you know, we're Faraday fans. Pretty bad Faraday episode, I feel. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of quality Faraday moments. He's... <laughs> I mean, is it creepy when the way he reacts to young Charlotte? Like, I mean, I, I was going to say, uh, Doug Hutchinson but... is rubbing off on Daniel Faraday, I feel, Ooh. the way he was looking at young Charlotte. Rubbing off on Daniel Faraday, OnlyFans, coming soon. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was a bit creepy, I thought, when he waving to young Charlotte. But it, was, it was 1974. It was innocent days. It was, it was allowed back then. Yeah, and 2009, you could wave to young children in 2009. <laughs> now you can't even think about them. Trust me, the police tell no, me that all the time. Doug Hutchinson ruined everything for innocent adult children relationships. <laughs> Nobody can be trusted <laughs> Thanks, anymore. Doug Hutchinson. 
Back in my day, we used to be able to get very close to children. Now, no. To children when they're off having their uh, candy before dinner or whatever the hell she does. Got to drive down the street, see a little girl. Hey, little girl, get in my van. I've got some candy. Innocent days. Now, no. It's implied that something else will happen. Uh, so after they're all saying, well, you know, the flushes, they've probably stopped. Nobody's got their headaches or nosebleeds. Uh, so, you know, they've all got their Pfizer shots and they're all no side effects anymore. Um, and they all think they're done now that locks turn the wheel. Um, and then, I mean, it's a little out of order, uh, the way this episode works, but, uh, as you mentioned, he mentions, well, Charlotte didn't, didn't travel with us. Oh, so sad. Uh, and this is where Sawyer's basically saying, well, I'm going to go back to the beach. Uh, and Miles, is, I like Miles. He's like, you're going to go back to the beach and then are you going to come back to the orchid? And then you're going to decide to come back to the beach. Is this all you guys do? Uh, but we, uh, we have a nice little moment of Juliet standing up for Sawyer and saying, no, we should listen to Sawyer. We should go back to the beach. Uh, and he was saying, well, we can build a new camp if, uh, if our camp is gone and we're just going to wait at the beach. Yes. Um, Sorry, I thought you were continuing on there. Um, I yeah, continue I, on. Plenty well, to talk about. Tons. I just have been champing at the bit to talk about the three scenes. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> Miles hasn't had a lot to do in the last couple of episodes, but I mean, he just he needs to drop a line. Like, it was you know, I'm you know he. I'm not Korean. I'm not Korean. I'm from El Sino or whatever it was. And now it's just like, this is all you guys do. Go back to the beach, go to the beach, do this, do that. It's kind of, is that like a deliberate thing to just kind of make fun? Because on the Honest trailer, it was basically like, every episode is the same. Someone walks into the jungle. Someone says, run. Rain starts. There's action. Like, it's kind of like, well, that is true. That's kind of like every single episode of Lost. So was this a trope? Like, back to the beach, into the jungle. Back to the beach, into the jungle. Well, now that we've got friendly neighbourhood Sawyer, we need someone to be a sarcastic bitch. So Miles is t- stepping up, I guess. So do we think that in the reboot we're going to have friendly neighbourhood Miles, basically? Because <laughs> Miles yeah, doesn't Miles- die, does he? Spoiler alert. No, he doesn't, but he doesn't get much of a real conclusion. So we could have more Miles in the future. I'd be down for more Miles. Hashtag more Miles. Miles, that could be the name of the lost reboot. <laughs> more miles. No, the lost more cinematic miles. universe. More miles. Back to back with Party of One, the Matthew Fox story, coming soon to ABC. Uh, so we have uh, Juliet supporting Sawyer, which is kind of sowing the seeds of what's going to happen with those two, which we'll get into a bit later. But I do like that they drop these little seeds uh, there. Uh, and this is where they're on their way back to the camp and uh, not... Not really good uh, proofreading from Lostpedia. They're heading back to the Arcid. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I wrote that. <laughs> uh, and on their way back, they hear some gunshots uh, and they go over and uh, and they see through the bushes, is that Nickelback? <laughs> it looked a bit like Nickelback, those two others. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're great cameo in Lost. It's never discussed. <laughs> what happened to Nickelback? They've done less than Matthew Fox. Well, um, one of them did Avril Lavigne and then divorced us, so, you know. Following in Doug Hutchinson's footsteps. <laughs> Who hasn't done uh, Avril Lavigne? Come on. 
What happened to Avril Lavigne? Bring back Avril Lavigne. Oh, I like Avril Lavigne. I'm very attracted to Avril Lavigne. Hashtag release better music, Avril Lavigne. Go back to your punk days. <laughs> Don't call her punk. Um, <laughs> that would offend you. <laughs> ben, hashtag Ben's version of punk. <laughs> uh, I have to say, these two Nickelback others, terrible... Uh, I'm not going to use the R word, but terrible attackers. <laughs> They're just like sort of over her. Like there's two of them, and she's basically fighting them off. Like <laughs> yeah, terrible Nickelback others. Uh, but they've killed. We meet Amy. Well, we don't meet her, but we see her, and they've killed her boyfriend. Uh, and this is where I like this sort of action. Sawyer and Julia. Uh, Sawyer, I'm going to go. And Julia, have you got my back? Uh, and then the one of the others just basically shoots straight away at Sawyer. No messing about. This could have been the death of Sawyer. We had the death of Gummy Joe last week, and then Sawyer gone. In, but, but badass Juliet moment, uh, shooting the other other uh, before Sawyer. I like how Sawyer sort of looks down at the gun. He's like, "Did I do?" That? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they save Amy from the two others. Uh, and this is where she basically says, we've got to bury the others and take Paul back, the her boyfriend. Oh, not Paul. Uh, yeah, rest in peace. Eulogize, Paul. Uh, and because of the truce. So the truce means we have to bury them. They can't. Uh, what I don't get about this episode is... Uh, Later, Richard comes out and he's saying, well, you still killed two of my people, blah, blah. Wasn't it the others that were attacking them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Richard. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're breaking the truth. Dick Richard. <laughs> Dick Richard moment this episode. Dick, Dick. Richard. I was going to say, Dick Dick. <laughs> that, that can't be his new nickname, Dick Dick. How is um, Dick? A, a nickname for Richard. Like, was there Richard. just some asshole person in the past called Richard? Oh, he's such a dick. Oh, Dick short for Richard. Okay. Like, where do you get <laughs> Dick from Richard? Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, my grandpa's name is William and his nickname is Bill. But I guess that's still got the eel in it. Dick doesn't yeah. have any of Richard. My name's Ben and my nickname's Dick. <laughs> No one told you that Dick isn't actually short for Ben. Yeah. Well, Dick's longer for Ben. It's got more letters. That's the first time you've ever said Dick, Long and Ben in the same sentence. Touche. Well played. (laughs) You get the point for that joke today. Well done. Uh, No, it takes a lead in the joke department on Oz Network. Recaps lost. That's not the first time that's been said. (laughs) And it won't be the last either. Sit on Dick episode. (laughs) (laughs) You really are single. What are videos you watching? (laughs) (laughs) That's an OnlyFans to watch. (laughs) We're lucky these episodes don't have uh, titles like some of our other shows. (laughs) Shit on Dick, the Noah Grove story, coming soon to bookstores near you. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, uh, Amy's a bit sceptical. no, I didn't recognise her from 24. Oh, but how? A- apart from 24, do you like the character of Amy? 
Uh, look, um, I can't remember a whole because again, I I think I said last week I kind of forgot she was in it. Um, so I can't, if I'm being honest with you, I can't remember a whole lot of what happens with her. Um, I'm just, I just like, I like Rachel Owlsworth. Like, I, I love her in 24. Michelle is one of my favourite characters. Um, she has the, kind of the hots for the Matthew Fox character in 24. She marries Tony. Tony and her get married. Okay, now I remember her now. Yeah. Spoiler alert for our 24 fans who are maybe listening we're not quite up to season two yet. And they, I think there's a very famous scene in season two where they, like, mac it on and they eventually get together. Um, but yeah, no, t- Tony and Michelle, like the one of the number okay. three couples in all of Twenty Four. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, outside of that, awkward pause. But I, yeah, I, I can't remember too much of her. I just, it's just one of these cases where it's like I give her a pass because I like the actress. I mean, she's better than Harper from season four, the other woman. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's Harper better than a lot of the other women on this show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but she's still a bit sceptical, but so I say, what do you mean we just saved your life? It's a fair point. Uh, and she's going to take them back, and he's saying, well, you got to turn off the fence. Like, we helped you. Um, but Amy came prepared with her earplugs because yeah. she pretends to turn off the fence, and then they all get, like, done, done in. And then she's just like, mm-hmm, with her. Out I like the acting there. Like, I like kind of the look on her face that she has, kind of that. Like, hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't know why they're having a picnic out past the Sonic fence. Um, but... I would. <laughs> uh, this is where he wakes up and he's in the Dharma, and we have uh, Mr. Doug Hutchinson himself, Horace, is coming back. Um, and this is where they sort of introduce themselves and. This is where he calls himself Jim Lafleur, and that's where I was saying he said oh, it was Creole. I improvised, but I, still to this day, I don't get where Lafleur comes from. I don't know what. Sounds French. I I know Creole. There is something connected to New Orleans, New Orleans, right? But yeah, but Sawyer's from Alabama, not Louisiana, so I, I don't know. Uh, and then no, Jim you should know this. The, the Alabama loves other cultures and non-Americans, <laughs> yeah. so they clearly love their Creole and French. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, Jim, I mean, is obvious, but the flu I don't get, and I don't really get why he can't be James Ford. Yeah. But it's nitpicking. I like Jim Lafleur as he's sort of alter ego, and I guess he was improvising, but... Um, and I, I really like the bit how he says we're we're a salvage boat. We're looking for the Black Rock. Ever heard of her? That's that's pretty cool. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes it like it's a good backup story, right? Because like if they did know about it, then it's like, oh yeah, we know where it is. Yeah. Um. So that that's quite cool. I, he says, oh, it's from Portsmouth, England. Uh, sailed out. Um. Yeah. It's just this could have been a good scene, but I just can't watch Doug Hutchinson. It's just too creepy. Um. But I do like this sort of Sawyer takes the lead sort of scene. Um, And Josh Holloway, we've said it a million times, underrated actor. In a show with amazing actors, he doesn't get... If he was an actor on any other... Like, if he was on Manifest, he would be the Michael Emerson. But because there's so many good actors, he just gets underrated. Noah, if you and I were on Manifest, we would be the Michael (laughs) Emerson. Um, Yeah, and like... 
I kind of just, it fits into his character well that he's this con man so he can think on his feet quickly. So it's just kind of here yeah, he is true. being questioned and he's just kind of like, boom, 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 boom. Like, I'd love to be like that. You know, just all of a sudden somebody's like, who are you? What are you doing here? And I say, like, oh, I'm Jack <laughs> Smiggins and I'm a, even right now, I, I can't even sell it because I'm thinking too hard. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm thinking too hard right now, but yeah, and I, I kind of, like, I know it's hard to watch Die Hard, but I, I, I don't know what I feel about this Hutch, uh, the Horace character because I just, I don't know, he's kind of just, he's there and he's kind of like the leader and, like, it's he's not, like, angry, you know, Dharma Initiative guy who's just going to kill, uh, you know, Sawyer. Like, he kind of gives him a bit of a chance and I like the fact that we've kind of got, like, this war between the others and the Dharma Initiative. Like, it's kind of cool, like, the truce, like, don't cross into yeah, the demilitarized zone. This is North Korea and South Korea, right? Like, you know... <laughs> I, I like all the sort of true stuff and I don't think we need like backstory, backstory, but one of my biggest pet peeves with this season is we spend 10 episodes with Dharma and I like all the true stuff, but I feel like there was so much lost opportunity lost to give us more of the Dharma. Like what were they up to and have some big plot twists some big reveals of, Oh my God, the Dharma were actually doing this. And, uh, so I do really like all the sort of true stuff and I like that we don't know everything about it. We're just kind of dropped in with the characters, but I do think there was such a missed opportunity uh, to have more of what was going on with the Dharma initiative in this season. Do we ever get an episode where we find out like who started them? Who is Dharma? Is it Dharma and Greg? Like, I mean, kind of how does it start? <laughs> who who started it? What's it for? Like, who are they? No, there was a bit on the online game sort of thing, but we never got, uh, full-on sort of thing which i'm fine with but i just think they spent so long here in the season but, i eventually got um, myself a not penny's boat t-shirt but i want to get a dharma initiative t-shirt just with the logo on it i was thinking this week uh the jumpsuits were looking quite comfortable yeah i wear that to work go on <laughs> i'm a teacher so it would be a bit strange but... lockdown korea like you know wear the dharma initiative shirt. get prepared for the outbreak yeah, I think it looked quite comfy. Um, but I'm a I'm a navy blue man, so I think I'd be having the mechanic sort of one. I thought you were a love me some navy blue. Yeah, I love the navy blues too. <laughs> Hopefully, we we'll win a premiership before I die. Was it navy blue? I am colorblind. So I don't. Know. I, I I yeah. I don't think I was paying attention to the colors of Lost Ep- season five episode oh, eight. I'll I'll be sure to watch it next rubbing time. Rubbing it in. I would love to have paid attention to the colors. <laughs> Oh, these able, I see colours, I take it for granted. Yeah, able-sighted people, oh, I wasn't paying attention to the colour. I would have loved to have known what shade of blue that was. Did you say able-sighted people? Like... I just coined that term, but it sounds about right. <laughs> Not judgmental, oh, able-sighted people. Is that what, like, disabled people, oh, able-bodied people, look at you, walking down the street. Taking all these colours for granted, I wasn't paying attention. Um... But then uh, later, I, a bit cringy when, Jim, you're not Dharma material. I thought that line was a little cringy. But, um, yeah, but he's saying you have to get on the next sub. And so he's give us two weeks. Uh, no. Uh, and he takes them back to the rest of the crew who are just hanging out. I kind of like Miles and Juliet just hanging out on the, the picnic tables, having a conversation. Um <laughs> Uh, and then this is where we already mentioned creepy Faraday's staring oh. at young Charlotte. Oh, it's it's such a weird scene because you get Faraday saying, "Oh, Charlotte, 
no one acknowledges it. Oh, no one. There's nothing ever said about it in the rest of the episode. Like creepy. Get away from her, Faraday. Like get away from her. (laughs) She's dead. That's not Charlotte. Stay away from the poor young girl. It's just a young redheaded girl. It could be anyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, too bad if it, like, wasn't Charlotte and you get creepy caught with, like, random ranger. Yeah, uh, so, such a weird moment. Um, uh, but I, I do like the little bit where Juliet's saying to Miles, Sawyer will be fine. He can take care of it. There's all these little scenes of, like, Juliet and Sawyer, these sort of hints uh, along the way. Um. And this later, they're in their houses. They have to go the next day. And this is where we hear the alarm and the nighttime scenes. And we can hear uh, uh, people sheltering and guns. And this is where we see dun, 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 Richard Alpert coming in, dick, dick. It's tribal council. He's got the torch. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's very uh, survivor like from Richard this week. Uh, and yeah, he comes in. Uh, and then th- this is where Horace has come into Sawyer and said, uh, how well did you bury those bodies? Uh, and then Sawyer is saying, I should go and talk to him, um, which Horace is not loving. But this is where I quite like this scene, R- uh, Richard and Sawyer out on the little bench. And it's got this kind of smoky, spooky atmosphere. And they're talking about the truce. And he says, he talks about, <laughs> well, uh, did you bury the bomb? And then I like how he says, uh, did, a, did, did an old bald man come limping into your camp? <laughs> oh, come eat, uh, rest in peace. Oh, too soon. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, uh, yeah. And, yeah, well, I'm waiting for him to come back. Uh, still think I'm with the Dharma Initiative, which I think is, I quite like this scene. I mean, it's not often that we have uh, Richard Alpert and Sawyer scene together. Mm. I like this the way he walks in and you kind of see when they're looking out the window, you actually, if you look carefully enough, you can kind of see like the, the flame sort of way in the distance. And then when he walks in and he shoves it in the ground as if to say like, welcome he's to travel. Even yeah. the way he walks, I'm like, he's a boss. I love Richard. Like, I don't know if I've talked my love up of Richard enough, but uh, like such a great character. And like, he gets a really great episode, obviously, when he gets his solo like flashback episodes, one of my favorite episodes. Um, but yeah, I kind of like the the dinner table scene or the, the outside table scene. They've all eaten their little sandwiches and all that sort of stuff. But uh, as someone who's going to be outspoken about Juliet and Sawyer, I'm, I'm, I don't give two shits about them mildly flirting. But, um, oh, yeah, I like the the whole just Sawyer letting in know everything with the, did you bury the bomb? Did you do this? Old gummy Joe, was he eating a orange? Um, so <laughs> he really looks like Jeff Probst. Why, like, I don't get how this is a thing with eyeliner. Like, why can people not bring up the Jeff Probst thing in every interview? I, I don't know if that's ever been brought up with him, but, like, seriously, this guy is Jeff Probst. Yeah, I just... The eyeliner thing makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> do, they, do you uh, get yeah. asked about your eyeliner constantly, Noah? Uh, I get Jeff Probst all the time. Of course, you sh- as you should. Uh, yeah, he does look like And then the, the torch only helped with that and kind of felt like Sawyer was uh, quitting Survivor and Jeff Probst just coming to the camp in the middle of the Austin. night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Richard is great, though. But remember last time, uh, 
1974, we saw Richard when Ben ran into the jungle and he was all long-haired, bearded, <laughs> raggedy clothes. So he's really scrubbed up for this meeting, old Richard. Yeah. He's, well, I mean, he's, he's meeting Sawyer. I would too. If I'm meeting Josh <laughs> Holloway, I need to look my best. He looks his best. So, you know, he's got to yeah, be uh, equal opportunity there, right? Yeah, uh, scrubs up nicely, old Richard. Uh, literally old Richard. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this when Sawyer comes back from the meeting, it's like Sawyer saves the day um, and tells them that they want Paul's body. Uh, and this is like <laughs> mild flirting that everyone was waiting for between Horace and Amy. Uh, we were all waiting for that relationship to blossom. Um, and she basically says, uh, he says, Amy, you don't have to give up the body. Um but she agrees and she gets the necklace from Paul, which is like the same kind of cross that Hurley will later bring in the guitar case. Uh, don't think there's anything into that other than an Easter egg. Um, and this is where Horace says, oh, okay, you saved the day. You can have two more weeks, um, which two weeks turns into three years. Um, and then I really love this scene. I'm not as down on the relationship as you are, uh, but I'm also not. I've said plenty of times in the past, I couldn't give two shits about the love square. I think Lost does amazing relationships with Sun and Jean, Desmond and Penny, and even Charlie and Claire, but the relationship between these four characters, I just couldn't give two shits about the Hollywoodness of it all. But uh, I will defend it a bit more than you, and on more rewatches, I like it a bit better. Um, but I really, really love the scene between Juliet and Sawyer at the docks at night time at the end of the episode where she's saying, I've been stuck for three years. I'm leaving. I don't care if it's 1974. I want to go home. And I love Sawyer. Like, you're going to leave me with, I speak to dead people and the nutty professor. And uh, I love when he says, Jin, hell of a nice guy, but not the greatest conversationalist. Uh, you're going to leave me with him. Uh, I think as far as uh, mild flirting goes with this relationship, pretty good mild flirting. It's really sweet, I think, having them. And then uh, at the end, Sawyer manages to convince her to stay for two more weeks before she leaves the island. I, I buy this mild flirting. When we've had mild flirting in the past with Jack and Kate and whatever, it comes across as cringy, but this just seems natural and they're like, they're the only two real sort of sane people here. Like you've got the crazy professor and Miles who they barely know, Jin who they can't really communicate with, Locke who's already gone, and now Sawyer's really taken up the mantle and then she's one of the only other competent people. So it makes sense that throughout these next three years they've only really got each other. Like they don't, They've only known Faraday and Miles for two days at this point or something like that, which we have to remember. And then... Jin, obviously, he'll learn English, but it makes sense that they're forced together because they're the only two real competent people. And it's such a sweet scene, I think, of these two at the end when he convinces her to stay. Look, I'm not going to take away from the scene. I agree with you. I think it's a great scene. And I think also the thing that works is that, you know, Josh Holloway 
and Elizabeth Mitchell are great actors. So, like, you, they've got chemistry. Like, you believe it. Like, I mean, I think everyone in this love four has chemistry with each other, though. I think that's that's the thing. Whoa. Like, whether you whether you like it or not, like, I think all of them work. And I just think it's more of a case of personal preference. Um, it's just like, yeah, I get what you're saying. These are the only two sane people. But, like, it's also kind of cliche just because you've got a sexy man and a sexy woman stuck together for three years. They have to be together. I mean... Horace and, and Reiko had to get together as well. Like, I mean, Paul was a We've decent looking rooster. We've been doing this podcast for five years and we're still not together. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> come on. The chemistry between us is intense. Um, that's just because you can't get a date. So that's why. Like, I'm fine. But, like, yeah. And that's because you won't get on the bloody submarine. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, I, I, it does come to personal preference to me and, like, it does come from a place where it's, like, why do you need to force these two together? I don't know. And, like, it becomes such a thing, like, and particularly, like, the thing that also that makes it a bit, like, eh, is that what we get at the end of the episode? I get a little bit, like, oh, like, at the end of the episode when Sawyer sees Kate. Whereas here, it's, like, it's meant to be the, oh, like, the kind of moment when he's got, like, little flower at the little, the door's kind of cute. But, like, I, like, I'm so into, like, because he, doesn't he have a conversation with her at one point about, like, or somebody about waiting for someone? And, like, clearly he's talking about waiting for Kate. So, like, okay, he's finally given up on Kate. It's been three years. She's never coming back. But then it just, like, then I feel sorry for Juliet because, like, she's fallen in love with Sawyer. She's gotten over Jack. So, therefore, like, he's just going to go and bone Kate, Karen, without the mask. And then she's all, like, oh, sad. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Juliet gets used by Sawyer. So, and I like Sawyer, but, you know, come on. He's just using her. I mean... Yeah, we, we can get more into it over the next few episodes, but I'm not really into any of the four, but I don't see the Jack Juliet thing. I'm not saying it should be Jack and Kate or Kate and Sawyer, but in terms of Juliet, I, I agree. I don't know why she has to fall in love with anyone. Um, it makes sense to me more that Jack and Juliet would get together and that Sawyer and Kate would get together. I think their personalities are much more suited. That's kind of I, how I, I see it. In general, but I just don't really get much chemistry between Matthew Fox and Elizabeth Mitchell. What we it's missed out on the other the other pairings that have never happened. I want Sawyer and Jack and Juliet and Kate. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Hashtag my love square. Yeah, they never explored that option. Yeah, animalistic sex between all of them. Twenty twenty one, they would have done that option. Um, Imagine Sawyer and Jack having sex; that would be angry as hell. In the best case, <laughs> wow! Jack crying with tears down his eyes, grabbing. Damn it, Sawyer, come! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I want a gin to say, "Is three years long enough to get over someone?" I think it is, and then wake up in bed with Juliet. <laughs> well, why don't they do that? Like, again, in all seriousness, like, you, the sanctity of the love, like, because Jim would never step out on Sun, like, because Jim's a good man. Like, I, I get it, like, the whole loneliness thing, and Sawyer's kind of like a free spirit, like, you know, he's sexy, he can get who he wants. Like, he's going to fuck Charlotte eventually, doesn't he? But, like, at the end of the day, like, like, he loves Kate. Like, this is the thing. Like, it's kind of the softening of Sawyer. He's his badass, like, who sleeps around, but the one woman who can sort of melt his heart is Kate. Like, that's the thing to me. And have him, like, fucking Juliet. Have him fucking every woman in the Dharma Initiative. Don't have him falling in love. Like, that just takes away from it. It does. 
I've, I've learned to appreciate it more, but when I first watched it, it hit on one of my biggest TV pet peeves, which Lost never really did because Lost was set over such a short period of time, which is why they had to get rid of uh, Wall. It does hit one of my pet peeves is time jumps with character, major character developments. That's one of my biggest pet peeves where it's suddenly three years has passed and these two characters who we never saw together are suddenly a couple. I hate it when TV does that and Lost is not very guilty of it. Uh, so it does, does hit that a little bit, but I think the way they tease it and the way if you watch back at the end of season four, those two sitting on the beach, drinking the rum, watching the ship go down, and all through season five, I can forgive it because I can see the thing brewing in the background without it being too obvious. So it is a pet peeve of mine, but I think the way they do it, I mean, you always talk about James Bond, Casino Royale, and the Vespa relationship is rushed. I can see the development from these two characters, even if it's subtle throughout the last two seasons. Yeah, and I won't disagree with that. Like, I, I, Yeah, because they do hint at it, but again, it's like, can't they just be fuck buddies? Like, can't they just like have a moment where it's all of a sudden like maybe Juliet's fallen for him, but Sawyer's just kind of like, look, like, yeah, I, I've had fun, but like, you're not my, you're not my woman. Like, I, like, I, my heart's with someone else, and I just can't get over her. Like, I don't know. Like, I get it. It's been three years. A lot happens in three years, but it's just, I don't know. Like, it's when we get to the end of this season and kind of what happens. Like, it, it. I just, I just never buy Sawyer being so in love with Juliet that he's going to be that way. Because again, to me, Sawyer's girl is Kate. So that to me is where it kind of loses it for me. Hashtag not my woman. Hashtag not my, the other woman. So, <laughs> uh, so let's uh, quickly get through the rest of this episode, uh, which was the present day. And I say present day, it's 1977. Uh, and this goes back to the opening uh, where we're in the Dharma and we have uh, Phil and Jerry, which I know is a Grateful Dead reference. And I only know that because my dad is a massive Grateful Dead fan. So we've got Phil and Jerry uh, and Phil we're going to see a lot of. He makes for a great kind of smarmy sort of side villain sort of henchman character. So I quite like Phil because he's just an asshole. What's he from? Uh, he's from things. He is one of those ones in American television shows. There's a guest star in like everything. He's right. just in it all. Um, but he's a great kind of side kind of villain character. Um, and Rosie, oh, I've got the hots for Rosie in that episode, dancing at the beginning. I liked Ro more of Rosie we need. Um, I wouldn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I like Phil. And I like that uh, Jerry's got like, the... Pop brownies, they never say that, but it's, it's so obvious. Um, Rosie is played by Molly McGibbon. Five episodes, I don't remember in any other episode. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for that then. Um, yeah, uh, so they're listening to music, having a bit of a party, and this is where uh, Phil bursts in, like, what are you doing eating those pop brownies? Uh, Horace is drunk, and they, they're watching him fling dynamite uh which is pretty crazy but doug hutchinson terrible drunk acting uh no points for doug there with his drunk acting um so they're throwing the dynamite uh and this is where they're saying you have to get lafleur oh not lafleur uh and they go and it turns out plot twist lafleur is sawyer and he's i guess like the chief of security so he's really worked his way up in three years 
Uh, and this where they go out uh, and collect Horus uh, and then uh, Sawyer's with Miles and he says, you've got to, you've got to pick up the dynamite and I'll talk to Horus. Uh, he says, Sawyer says, well, you don't want to have to talk to Amy, do you? Uh, and this is where he goes uh, to meet Amy at her house and, and she goes into labor. So Amy's pregnant with uh, Doug or Horace's baby, which they don't say who the baby is in this episode. Right. But um, this is Ethan. Which we'll, oh, I is it? I forgot around. about that. Spoiler alert. Okay, cool. I forgot yeah, about that. so we'll talk more about that next week. Um, and this is where I quite like this, like, useless doctor. <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> really... <laughs> Who I is he? <laughs> I'm just an intern. We normally have the babies off the island, but she missed the sub. Uh, <laughs> or she's two weeks early or something like that, which... Two weeks early is not that uncommon, is it? Like you'd think, no. if they have all the babies off, they'd maybe get her off maybe a month early. Yeah, like, I don't know. I've never had a baby, but I feel like two weeks early is not that uncommon, is it? You usually have to have a date before you can have a baby. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think. But who, who is useless doctor? Does he have a, a, fa- a OnlyFans page? Probably. Does he have a page <laughs> on Lostpedia? <laughs> Your mind has been corrupted. Uh, doctor, a doctor working in the played by Christopher James trivia in the casting call. He was described as male, any ethnicity, thirties, smart, hippie-ish, well-trained doctor who finds himself <laughs> thrown into a situation outside of his medical experience. Wow. Well, not that well-trained. <laughs> <laughs> hippie-ish. Hippie-ish. Not, not hippie a lot. Just hippie-ish. Yeah, just hippie-ish, you know. It's um, the 70s. But this is where, okay, what are we going to do? And then Sawyer goes to Julia, and apparently what well, Sawyer got to be head of security. Julia's the mechanic. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I kind of have the hots for mechanic Juliet. Yeah. I like this I kind of reveal when she comes out on a little dolly thing and is all of a sudden like, hey, there's Juliet. Look at her. I like it. kind of rough, oily Juliet. Uh, that works. Yeah. Uh, and this is props to Elizabeth Mitchell. I'm saying this, but great acting when she's saying, I, so many babies have died in my hands over and over and over. I'm not going to do this. Every baby I've had to deliver has died, uh, which Elizabeth Mitchell is great there, but a bit of clunky dialogue from Sawyer where he says, like, well, maybe that thing hasn't happened yet, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so finally she agrees, uh, even though she's the mechanic uh, and Amy has her baby and everything's fine. Uh, and we, we also get to meet Jin, who now speaks English. And I have to say, as someone who lives in Korea and on a daily basis interacts with Koreans who use English as a second language, Daniel Daycare does an amazing accent slash job of being a non-native English speaker, considering the fact that he barely speaks Korean. Hmm. He does an amazing job at being a non-native English speaker. Uh, it sounds just like people I know, maybe a bit more fluent uh, than he should be, but still really good. Uh, so they're happy. The baby's uh, alive. Everything's good. Uh, and then later we have after the scene of Sawyer saying, please stay. We cut to him. D- Sawyer in a nice shirt, uh, 
looking really good, Sawyer, with his shampooed hair and his sideburns and his nice shirt. Just going for a walk, friendly neighborhood, Sawyer, picking a flower. Uh, now, I don't know if you remember this, but Channel 7 in Australia yeah. back in the day used this clip of Sawyer with the bloody daffodil or whatever it yep. is so many times in there promotional material i don't even think it was for lost they would just show that clip as just like channel the montage seven of all their shows yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i was gonna say something about that before that they i feel that scene got shown so many times yeah maybe the most showed clip in advertisements for channel seven uh out of any lost clip is josh holloway with a flower uh but he picks a flower and goes in and it's juliet it's friendly neighborhood sawyer and friendly neighborhood juliet uh, and he gives her the flower. We have the iconic scene if you're an Australian, which is really cute. And they both look good. And uh, and it's three years since they first kind of stayed. And they declare, I love you. And I love you. And they kiss. Uh, and then we just have domestic uh, Juliet and Sawyer in bed. Um, and before that, you already mentioned it, Horace asked Sawyer about well, it's three years long enough to get over someone because I thought this was a good tie-in because like, it's a bit random, Amy having a boyfriend who died, but it ties in well with, well, Kate left three years Amy's ago. husband, not a boyfriend. They got married. <laughs> Amy and Paul, the couple of the island before they died. Come on. <laughs> sorry, that was offensive of me. Uh, sorry, Paul. Uh, but it is a bit random, but it ties in so well together at the end where Sawyer basically says, like, because Kate left three years ago. Paul left, rest in peace, three years ago. Uh, is that long enough? Well, you asked me. I had my chance. I didn't take it. So, yes, three years is long enough. Great moment, I think, for the episode. Yeah. I mean, I'll just quickly add on that because I talked about the story. And that, like, why would Amy get with Horace? Like, I mean, <laughs> Paul looked decent. Like, you talk about just having, like, Miles was available. Jin was available. Um, <laughs> You know, um, the what's his face? The the weird looking henchman, um, Fa- Faraday, absolutely Faraday. Um, yeah, but like I kind of like because like when Rich. you kind of see because he gets drunk because what she had something of Paul's still. So like oh like like if I'm Horace, I'm getting concerned about that because I'm like I'm batting way out of my league here with this woman. So like if she's still mourning the death of her husband three years later, I think the difference is though. Like I get what they're doing with this, but like the difference is, Paul died. Like so she has every right to I guess be like you know sad, whereas Kate didn't. She left in the helicopter, and Sawyer was the one who I guess left that. So and they were never a couple either. So. Diff- different strokes. Um, so, <laughs> Like if I, if, died. Not died, if, was murdered in front of her. Like, if I end up with another woman one day, which, you know, more chance than you, um, but, like, if I and her husband's died or boyfriend died, I'm going to be a bit more concerned rather than if they got divorced. Like, because, again, they would have never left them, no doubt, if they had been alive, right? So I'm kind of just, like, you know, sloppy seconds because I've got a heartbeat. No offence to their dead husband, but, like, you know. Yeah, you're right. It's a bit of a difference. Sawyer and Kate were never a couple. And Amy's husband was murdered in front of her. Yeah, it's completely different. Uh, but tune into Double R Seven because I remember we talked about this once when he visit, James Bond visits his dead wife's grave, and you two were having a go at me of he wouldn't be over this in five years. I was like, well, he has to move on. So. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking again. Like, yeah, you're right. Like. 
people have to move on. It's a thing. But, like, at the end of the day, like, there's a difference from moving on from your dead spouse from a person. Like, again, I'm not trying to, like, I feel like I'm contradicting myself because it's like I'm here saying that Sawyer's one true love is Kate. But, like, it's a difference. Whereas, like, I, I uh, yeah, it's, why are we talking about the love situation and loss? This is a, this should be a Desperate Housewives podcast or something, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, Amy, she's moved on, but slim pickings on the island. But, yeah, we just named seven people better than Horace. Uh, so, <laughs> like, come on, Amy. Um, yeah. You were with fucking Tony Almeida. Now you're with Horace? Jesus, you, <laughs> you too thoughts old. have gone down. Yeah. Uh, but this is last scene, really great scene too, is Sawyer, friendly neighbourhood Sawyer and, or Jim, friendly neighbourhood Jim and Juliet in bed, just sleeping in in the morning. And they get a call, a very short call for what, for the situation, I have to say. It's like, blah, 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 blah. but anyway, uh, it's she said, who is it? It was Jim. I've got to go. Not Jin. And I think this ties in really well together. Uh, He gets in the van and they go off. And this is straight after the scene of, is it three years long enough? So I kind of like the the way they show like, oh, happily ever after for Sawyer and Juliet. Then literally a moment later, it's like, oh, shit. Things were going so well. And now this is messed up again because there's Kate. Uh, but I love the, the kind of the merge, or not the merge, the reunion of having Sawyer. And there's no dialogue. I love seeing those three looking so confused, Jack, Kate, Hurley, uh, and then having Jean and Sawyer. And Sawyer's just like, oh, shit. Uh, but such a great way to end the episode and such a great way to kind of set up the beginning of the second half of the season. I I love it. Like, I'm not going to say it's a top five moment, but it just, I mean, the location is beautiful. Yeah, like, wherever they, I don't know if we've ever seen this part of Hawaii, but God, I want to go there. Too. Yeah, it's so amazing. Like, just the way he kind of rocks up in his little Jeep and he gets out and there they are in the van. Like, it's just, oh, it's so good. And just like, I didn't tear up. I'm not crying. You're crying. But it's just kind of like this little moment when he sees Kate and it's like, oh, look, there they are. See, hashtag my real couple in the foursome. Um, so... Yeah, and like again, you're right. Like no dialogue, no anything. That it just it's just there. So um, yeah, I don't. I yeah, I, I would like to nominate this for top five. We haven't really had many top five moments so far this season, have we? So I guess we're going to get a few in the final. Uh, you know, half of this season. But um, it's just yeah. such a nice little underrated moment. The music as well, and just yeah, yeah, such a great way to end the season and or end the episode and to summarize this trilogy of episodes. The Oceanic Six is back. Uh, Locke is back and Ben's back and Sawyer and everyone has their place. We're ready to kick into gear for the season five. We're halfway now. This is the halfway point. Um, so, yeah, great end to the episode. Uh, trivia, there's not a ton of interesting stuff. Uh, Rosie is wearing a Geronimo Jackson shirt. Just had to get my Rosie facts in there. Love, love me some Rosie. Uh, Sawyer is seen without a beard for the first time since Pilot Part 2. Oh, good. All right. Uh, we've had <laughs> so many flashbacks with him. Uh, and Le Fleur means the flower in French, uh, which makes sense with him being obsessed with flowers. Uh, I don't know if we have any real answers to anything here or any real questions right uh, 
who is Amy? <laughs> what is the truce? Uh, I guess that's explained, doesn't it? Um, it's kind of already summed up. I think our question every week is where is Matthew Fox? Um, but yeah, we didn't answer that. Yeah, I don't. I've got nothing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've kind of summed up everything. We've we're really at the halfway point now. Everyone's back on the island. Oceanic Six is done, uh, and the rest of them have been living with Dharma for three years, uh, which next week we'll talk a bit more about. Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, you bought 316 and Jeremy Bentham. Are you going to complete the buyer for this sort of trilogy of episodes that's happened? Yeah, I think I am just very, very, very just. And I'm just looking at my rankings here of season five. They're so around the same place outside of uh the bin and the two rents i've done all the buys are within basically um six spots of each other so i'm gonna buy it and i've put this at uh 52nd which is my lowest buy (laughs) so this is just on the cusp of a of a rent so yeah i mean like it's it's fine like it's I, i mean the last scene alone probably saves it for from a rent um, you know, Sawyer's Sawyer, he's great, and I kind of like how he kind of handles his way to talk his way in, but, I mean, outside of that, there's nothing outstanding in this episode. I think just, like, the, the last scene alone sneaks it in for me, and just Sawyer's charisma sneaks it in for me. So, 52nd and the lowest of the, the buys for me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to buy, I think, all round, like, it's better on a first watch, but this is such a solid, like you could chuck this on any day of the week without a lost rewatch. And it's just a good 42 minutes. goes by quickly, good acting, some emotional moments, like, uh, and it, it's a neat episode. Everything sort of ties together from the beginning through to the end. It all kind of comes in a full circle. Uh, and Josh Holloway is just underrated actor and it's good to see another Sawyer episode. Uh, so yeah, I think that I like this better than 316 and maybe I like Jeremy Bentham a bit better, but I think this is a really decent, solid episode of Lost. So, so I'm buying Le Fleur. Le Fleur. Uh, so next, uh, we move into the second half of the season. This really is the setup for the second half of the season. It's Namaste. Uh, so I think this is a a pretty fun episode and really the action a lot of it has been set up now we're getting some real action into it and we're sneaking the oceanic six into dharma it's quite a, quite a lot of fun i think yeah i mean look i haven't been hugely high on this season based on my rankings and like it's it's solid um but I, i'm really waiting for it to pick up like i mean i liked last week was my favorite episode of it so far and that wasn't amazing so uh, to me, it's been a really slow start to this season and I forget kind of how that happens. But I remember recently talking to Colin or listening to an episode we did with Colin and he said that season five of Loss is basically his favourite. So um, I'm waiting for that to happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I say bring it on. I, I want some more excitement from my Lost right now. And again, it's not terrible. I'm not hating this. But if I was ranking these based on these episodes alone, season five is probably going to be at the bottom of the list for me right now. So, uh, yeah, bring on some more. Roger Moore. In Lost. That would be great. Um, Thought I was dead on the island, did you? (laughs) Welcome to the land of the living. (laughs) We have to go back, Kate. (laughs) A genuine Sawyer lighter. Um, (laughs) My baby. (laughs) Okay, we can't get into this now. Uh, (laughs) We could go all day with Roger Moore quotes Lost. 
uh, live together, die alone. Um, so. Shut up, redneck man. <laughs> Stay tuned uh, for yeah next half of season five. We're zooming through. We're almost finished with the whole series. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So make sure you let us know what you think about Le Fleur and stay tuned for uh, Namaste coming soon. Uh, So my name is Noah and uh, Ben, you kept the truce this week. My name is Ben and you used to live here? Welcome home. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.